Okay, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Innovations in Education, eSchool News' podcast on the latest and greatest happenings in K-12 EdTech this week. I'm Kevin Hogan, and I'm glad you found us. This week, we download some new data on the latest funding wish list for districts, hear an argument for private district wireless networks, and celebrate the first of three Hero Awards for 2022, all in under 10 minutes. Let's get started. First, some new data was dropped by AASA last week. School districts continue to prioritize expanding summer learning and enrichment offerings, adding specialist staff, such as mental health personnel and reading specialists, and investing in high-quality instructional materials and curriculum. That's according to a survey administrated by the School Superintendents Association. The School District Spending of American Rescue Plan report is part of a multi-series survey focused on how district leaders across the country are utilizing their ARP funds in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, and in particular, address student learning recovery. The survey identifies three top priorities. Number one, district leaders continue to report they are using ARP funding for long-term system changes that will prioritize a shift in expanding the whole child support. And that includes social, emotional, mental, and physical health and development of their students. Their second long-term priority is also the same as from 2021, and that's engaging high school students who have fallen off the track to graduate and who need additional supports to navigate the transition to college and career. And number three, the report details how spending on district's third long-term priority, renovating school facilities and improving ventilation, that continues to be hampered by the lack of federal guidance on whether districts will be made to extend the timeline for those projects, which have been stymied by supply chain issues, worker shortages, inflation, all the other fun stuff that we've been dealing with. 48% indicate the 2024 deadline will present a pretty daunting obstacle for completing those sort of critical projects. To read the whole story, click on the top news story titled, District leaders outline their top three COVID relief funding priorities. That's up on eschoolnews.com. Next, Amy Rollo, she's the head of private wireless for education at Nokia, writes an essay where she says, by moving to private wireless networks, schools will be ready to support new services that keep pace with the fast changing needs of students and staff. Here's an excerpt. She writes, School and higher educational institutions typically rely on Wi-Fi and Ethernet for connectivity. So it's no surprise that many are upgrading or extending their Wi-Fi networks to prepare for digitalization. But Wi-Fi has limitations in important areas such as multi-user capacity, coverage, reliability, security, and mobility. It's also prone to disruptions caused by interference and obstacles. These limitations could keep institutions from reaping the full benefits of broadband and digitalization. Fortunately, there's a better alternative. Private wireless networks enable institutions to use standard cellular technologies and new spectrum options, including unlicensed spectrum in the Citizens Broadband Radio Service Band to meet the stringent demands of digital applications. By completing their existing Ethernet and Wi-Fi infrastructure with dedicated cellular connectivity, institutions can provide broadband connectivity for everyone and everything and support a new generation of campus services. 
She goes on. These networks are an ideal choice for digital campus applications because they can deliver the same levels of reliability, predictability, and security as Ethernet local area networks, good old LANs, while supporting wireless and mobile communications. Private wireless is a standard-based broadband technology that's been proven in public networks for more than a decade. In addition, it provides a direct upgrade path to 5G technology that next global wireless standard, which will bring entirely new possibilities to campus with higher speeds, lower latency, and massive capacity. That's where you start to talk about things like augmented reality and virtual reality becoming a true reality on campuses. The article goes on to give great details on the benefits for districts that implement a cellular infrastructure. It's worth the read. I definitely recommend you check it out. And finally, the pandemic has accelerated the transition to remote and hybrid learning, and it made school districts the number one target for cyber attacks. As the fifth largest school district in Texas, Austin Independent School District was no exception. Guided by the motto, AISD Anywhere, the district used the pandemic as an opportunity to provide over 100,000 students, teachers, staff, parents, and other users with secure access to classroom tools from any Wi-Fi network. Austin was one of three districts awarded the 2022 eSchool News Hero Awards, which is sponsored by JAR Systems and SAP Concur, and is dedicated to recognizing the innovative contributions of K-12 education professionals. I had the pleasure to speak with Daniel Olivas. He's a network analyst at Austin ISD, and Michael Webb. He's the CTO at Identity Automation who nominated Austin for the award, and their implementation of an identity-centric zero-trust security strategy that ensures that access was not only user-friendly, but secure during that extreme pivot to remote and now hybrid setup. Here's a snippet. Daniel, in the the nomination process, there was an essay where they were talking about your zero-trust approach. Can you talk a little bit about what that is and how that's distinct from, say, other network strategies? I mean, I think for us, uh, zero trust means coming in with a Chromebook device because that's the majority of our devices and having everyone authenticate to one piece for uh, identity management. It also means that in our Windows workstations or any internal network tied devices are only there because they have been touched either by our identity management system or are there because of some other way that they all tie into the same identity platform. We were all on-prem with our identity management infrastructure. We've gone to the cloud. uh, So everything AISD goes through this. So it's, it's, we don't trust you until you've authenticated and you will have to authenticate possibly multiple times throughout, throughout that day. I see. And Michael, can you talk a little bit about that identity and access management platform and how it is distinct maybe from other platforms? Yeah, I mean, what it fundamentally supports, you know, as Daniel was saying, is a zero trust strategy, which from a cybersecurity standpoint is really strong, right? You know, the typical K-12 deployment is going to be tied to the local network. If you're on premise, you've, you've got some, there's, there's an inherent trust because you're there. But that also leads to a lot of the serious ransomware attacks that we see school districts facing, where once you're on the local network, 
uh, you know, uh, it's pretty easy to exploit the network and then, uh, you know, laterally move through the network and take over a lot of uh, systems. So that from a cybersecurity standpoint, that's how it really helps. But it also helps from an agility perspective, right? So, and, and that speaks directly to remote learning or hybrid learning where, you know, you're able to use the cloud, you're able to use the public internet so that you you're not having to directly serve all of that directly from your school network um, and, it, and it really helps emphasize not only the cybersecurity, the defense side of the world but also supports that uh, agility where you can uh, deal with changing circumstances faster you can go up online to eschoolnews.com and go under the tab hero awards to hear the full story from daniel as well as the stories of our other award winners I really highly encourage, they're, they're, they're great stories, some great best practices that hopefully you can employ yourselves. So that about wraps it up for this episode. Be sure to check back on eschoolnews.com for all the latest and greatest news and analysis for what's happening in the edtech space. Remember, eSchool is always free and always trying to help innovative educators just like you. Until next time, I'm Kevin Hogan for eSchool News.